This is the Love Truth Leadership Podcast. Your hosts, Nick Johnson and Larry Chatterley, welcome you on your journey of self-improvement and connection. Listen as they combine their different experiences of life to help guide you in the direction of love, truth, today's subject we want to touch on a few uh, things that we missed on the last episode or, or fix a few things that we talked about on the last episode first we're going to talk about a little bit more about who we are as people because we're both of our I, I said my introduction was going to be short and sweet and ended up being long and not touching on who I was at all as a person and Larry's is very short and sweet about who he is <laughs> so to start there I uh, am a a, the general manager of a bike shop, which I love my job. Bikes are one of the most joyous things I think that people can spend their time on. And they're a very, they're a very healthy type of exercise. And at the same time, you know, what kid doesn't like to ride a bike? And then you go and ride your bike and you feel like a kid again. So that's the number one reason why I really enjoy riding a bike and, and, and doing the work that I do because I, I get to bring joy to people, I feel like, with bicycles. I'm a mechanic by by trade. I've been an automotive mechanic for, well, not anymore, but I was an automotive mechanic for about 20 years. Started doing that whenever I was 20. I still do it for friends and, and that kind of thing, but to make money doing it, it's not a it's not a job that I that I appreciate or feel very reward you know feel rewarding in, so I, I don't do that anymore. But I'm always good to give car advice and let you know what's wrong with a lot of cars and that kind of thing. Uh, what about what do you want to add to your uh, introduction, Larry? I've been married 48 years. It's a long time. That's a few years. Yeah. I have seven great children and 19 grandchildren. Gosh, <laughs> that's a lot of Christmas presents. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I would say that's my one of my major payback dividends uh-huh. in life is not only my children but my grandchildren, and it's been very rewarding to work with them and still do. And just the other day, I went well, bike riding with my nine-year-old granddaughter, and she went eight miles on a little bike, and that's oh, wow. that's actually quite a bit for a kid. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. And one of the interesting statements she says, I said, you sure you want to ride this long? And she, she says, Grandpa, I am not a quitter. <laughs> that, is, that is so awesome. <laughs> I've had that made your heart swell. Oh, man, that. I wish I had a video of that Yeah, one. right. And she said it twice, I am not a quitter, <laughs> and I'm going to get this done. So I there said, we awesome. go. That is awesome. That is really awesome. So that's uh, and I'm I'm a, I have a bachelor's in chemistry, but interesting enough, I made a major career. I did biomedical engineering. Uh-huh. I primarily worked in the cardiovascular field. Oh, wow. So uh, did heart research, and then one day I decided I wanted to go a different direction. So I became a consultant to doctors primarily in my career, mainly with the dental industry. I was with medical for uh-huh. some for a small 
portion of that. I switched to dental because it was, I would say, it was less uh, problematic having to deal with hospitals, I guess. Okay. A lot of politics with hospitals. It wasn't the physicians. It was dealing yeah. with the hospitals. Yeah. <clears throat> And so that was my, my, my major career. And then, yeah, and I have a couple of boys that went that direction as a profession. One's an oral surgeon, one's a dentist. So Okay. And then my daughter took over my business, so kind of kept it in the family. And oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's where that is. And then I got into cycling about five years ago long, and I found that extremely rewarding. I used to run for 30 years, but after pounding on my knees, I had to figure out a different direction. Yeah. The orthopedic surgeon was pretty good because I had been scoped five times on the knees and he said, Larry, I can keep taking your money and you can keep running <laughs> or you can keep running and I'll keep taking your money or maybe you might want to rethink this and do something different. Right. Yeah. Cycling is actually very healthy for the knees. Very, very healthy for the knees. Yeah. I think so. When people say they can't run, I said, well, you can always cycle. Yeah. Because I don't think it's ever had problems on the knees. No. Unless you're, you know... We can get in that later, but, but yeah, it could be. But most yeah. people can ride. Yeah, unless you're riding wrong, to to say I should, you know. But that's that's a, a subject for a different podcast. Right. Also, I wanted to touch a little bit on I had mentioned small changes and how how affected I am by all these small changes I keep making, and and i don't want our audience to think okay well he's only making small changes in his life what's the big deal and it's it's like that's not it at all small changes end up being a big change and i believe you have something as a the 1% rule right larry <clears throat> yeah actually i learned it from reading the book atomic habits by james clear and he cites a story of the british cycling company prior to 2002 around that area he cites that the british cycling team was didn't do too well in the in the professional cycling arena, and ha- and not and had not won very many medals or the um, even in the Olympics. Anyway, this guy named Bradsford came on board, and he says we're not going to make quantum changes. We're going to make just incremental. He called it aggregate of marginal gain, which is improve everything by one percent. Now, interesting enough, after he came on board. The British cycling came really accelerated. I think they won the Tour de France six times and some other major yeah. uh, thing uh, venues that they were in. And they also won quite a few Olympic uh, medals. And he cites that, you know, just 1%. He says a lot of people, when they make change, want to make a huge change. But then that, you know, doesn't, sometimes they can't hold on to that. Or yeah. it, it, there's difficulty. He says, no, just make a little bit every day. So... 1% of our waking hours is roughly 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And he found that 1% slight change every day equated to 30% increase in performance. So interesting. If you could if you can make your quality of life increase by 30%, 37% one year, you know, what would you do differently? And so that leads to gratitude. Yeah, 100%, which is the subject of today's podcast is going to be. Additionally... I had brought up not wanting to be who your parents are. I made the mistake of, well, not a mistake. It was actually very rewarding because I let my mom listen to our first episode before it got edited. And she's like, you know, she took major heart to that. And it's, and I had to, you know, give, reassure her. And it's like, mom, it's not the fact that I don't value you as a person or I don't want to be who my mom or my dad are as people. 
but we all have these generational habits that get passed down from generation to generation. And maybe your parents are great and they, you know, love you unconditionally and give you all the support, but there's some things that they do that aren't necessarily super conductive to a healthy lifestyle. And I'm, you know, I'm just speaking about my parents directly, but, uh, you know, a lot of the people that we want to focus on helping maybe don't have that healthy of a relationship with their parents or their parents are teaching them a way to live that is not very conductive to a healthy lifestyle or to have a healthy state of being basically or a healthy mentality. And so I wanted to touch a little bit on that because it's not about saying I don't want to love my parents or there's I want to exclude them 100% from my life or I 100% don't want to be who they are. There's a bunch of positive aspects I bet your parents do offer you. But at the same time, what can you learn from their mistakes per se or their habits that they do that you don't want to bring into your life? And the ability to recognize the fact that, okay, they do this one thing that I don't want to do. And that's going to breed into me hopefully being a better person and then can show my parents the steps that I'm making and maybe, you know, maybe help them make some changes in their life as well. So that's, that's basically where I want, do you have any thoughts on that Larry at no, all? Or? I think from, and I'm glad you brought that up. And when my parents, what I try to do is just to look for the best in them. And in other words, what, what are attributes that they had that I can incorporate? They had some things that probably they could have done better. Yeah. But I thought, well, what are some things that, I could learn from them to improve. Yeah. My father particularly, he was a physician, an ophthalmologist, and he didn't, he was introverted. He didn't talk about it. When he had something to say, it was pretty substantive. He was, a, he mainly just listened. Uh-huh. And he set a good example in some things in his life. But that had a huge impact on, on me. One in particular, well, there's three things. He, he had... Two things he would say. He says, if you don't have anything good to say about something, someone, don't say anything at all. Uh-huh. And then he would also say, if the job is big or small, do it good or not at all. Exactly. Right. And those are this kind of two of the models he lived by. Plus, he, he, never, he never swore raises by voice or anything. He never used any cuss word his whole life. Uh-huh. Which is extremely rare yeah, these days. Yeah, that's very rare. Talk about self-control. Yeah, no joke. Um, yeah. So that he let let a good example in in that way, and so there are things that every parent does that you know some people question. So think, just think, well, what are, what are some things I can learn from this to be a better person? Exactly, exactly. And then we get to the quote from Buddha that where I completely botched that, <laughs> and I have it right here, have it written down, and I actually almost have it memorized. It goes, let us rise up and be thankful, for if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. And if we learned a little, or if we didn't learn a little, at least we learned we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us all be thankful. So that is actually a good transition to bring us into today's subject of gratitude. Gratitude is, what's that quote from Cicero that you have? Oh, it's, um... Oh, Yeah. Here's what he said. Gratitude is not only the greatest virtue, greatest of virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. What we can take from that is 
if we live gratefully and we practice gratitude, we can be quite virtuous as people. Yes, yeah, I think in the word empowering difference. You know, years ago I was trying to figure out what is the empowering difference in life. And there's very things, but for some reason virtue, I mean the virtue of gratitude or developing and cultivating an attitude of gratitude probably can be one of the most empowering things in people's lives. Yeah. It changes the way your your mind sees things. Yeah. So when I change the way, if I think of gratitude, both expressing it and internalizing it and feeling it, then the way I look at life is differently. And if I change my thoughts, it changes my behavior. And if it changes my behavior, the results I get will be better. So yeah. then I start looking at the best in people instead of the worst in people. Uh, I start looking for the best in me instead of the worst in me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's no joke. I was like I was telling you, because Larry and I sit to we sit down and talk before we do these podcasts and we go through our little coaching session. And I was telling him in our coaching session is I wake up in the morning and it's like, man, I, I'm facing this day. You know, what is going on? I, I have no direction. I want to just lay down and go back to sleep. I'm so tired. And then I go and sit at my desk and I bust, I get my journal out, bust my journal out and start writing. First, I'll journal a short paragraph of what I, what I want to address as some problems in my life. And then I'll ask my questions, which we'll talk about questions later on. And then I start journaling gratitude. And the second I write my first gratitude sentence down, there's a switch that goes off in my mind. And, it's, and, I, and I, I can mentally feel it. I feel the immediate change from a day looking like it's going to be bleak to a day that I'm actually excited to take on. And, and I cannot explain the, the feeling that, that you get from that. And just being able to recognize that is huge. But at the same time, just writing, I am so happy and grateful for this. And I'm like, okay, there's my mindset I want to be in. There it is. I feel it. And, and then I notice days that I don't journal. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm running late. And I have to run into work and I don't get to journal gratitude or anything. Like you said, I'm, I'm you know, looking at people differently. I'm not... Everyone that comes into the shop, I'm just like, how can I hurry up and get you out of here? The days that I gratitude, that is not even in my mind. You know, the days that I practice gratitude, it's, it's, it's quite astounding. And uh, like you said, it's the, the basis of all, all virtues, right? It's the, it's the leading feeling in every feeling that we have. And if we can approach the, every day, starting with, with being grateful for even the smallest things, it's, it's, it's quite, quite awesome. Now, I can understand because I've, I've only been practicing gratitude for a couple months. And it can be kind of hard to start, right? And so how would someone who wants to practice gratitude, Larry, how would they just start being grateful? You know, what's it take? Um, That's a good question. I think one of the first things is they need to think about and be determined is can I, am I willing to do this every day just for a few minutes? Yeah. Just like we talked about, the 1% rule. Yeah. 
they could do it in the evening, in the morning. Some people do it both times. But if they really wanted to commit to have it lit, lead a more joyful and happier life, just commit to do it. Now, yeah. I was impressed with what you did, Nick, and be impressed to do it. And you've really stayed with it. So I would suggest they get accountability partner. Action, 100%. What I call an action partner. Yeah. And I'm your action partner. Yeah. So yeah. what I like what Nick does is he reports every morning, sends me a text whether he falls through or not. Yeah. Some days, some days I forget to text him like yesterday. But that's okay. But, yeah. the, but if you have an action partner expects that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. so you get a friend or spouse or someone that can kind of you become accountable to I, I the thing is is get someone who you hold a lot of respect for right because you you don't want to let that person down you know and that's as far as a accountability partner or an action partner as you say i that's why i'm i'm like okay i gotta text larry because i don't want to let larry down because if you have that person that you that you have a lot of respect for, so and some people may find this hard to find that person, but they're out there. the The hard part is is asking, right? Find that person that you have a lot of respect for and be like, "Hey, can I? I'm going through this, and you have to be honest with yourself as well as honest with somebody else. But I'm going through this in my life right now, or I." You know, I don't want to be this anymore. Can I talk to you and ask questions? And can I just say, hey, I woke up and we call them savers because there's the the Miracle Morning book. That, and that's where that comes from, which is, right. a, which is a great book. I, if you have the ability to go check it out of the library or listen to, auto, listen to it on Audible or order a copy... It's, I, we def, I definitely suggest you do that because it's going to show you what you need to do and what you need to how how your morning routine is so effective to have a, a better day. And in the in the Miracle Morning, they have that community. You know, you have the ability to get into their Facebook page and find an accountability partner and. And as our podcast grows, if you guys need an accountability partner, I'm sure Larry and I will be more than happy to help. And and as our as we as we start to build this community, that's another thing. You know, there's going to be a, a kind of accountability partners built into this community as well, which we which we're really excited for. But so let's talk a little bit about how someone would structure a, like a gratitude sentence, or or what they would, you know, initially, you know, because gratitude is hard to find when you're first starting to practice it. And so how would someone, you know, structure a gratitude sentence? And additionally, let's talk about how important it is to actually write it down rather than to reflect it. Right. And, and Larry, you got a good, a, a bunch of good points on these. So why don't you touch on those real quick for me? Well, I think writing it down, it's a right brain, left brain activity. And when you're able to use both sides of the brain, I think it, it, it creates a better imprint in the, into your mental system. And I don't know why, but writing memorializes it better. And so there's probably three questions that I reflect on a lot when I write in my journal. The first is, what did I see today that I was grateful for or yesterday? What is something I saw that, you know, 
well, what is something I felt that I felt grateful for, right? Yeah. The second question I ask is, what did I, what did I say to help someone else? Did I say something to uplift someone else today? You know, looking for the good in others. And the other question I said, what did I do to make a difference? Did I do something? So these positive affirmations, what grows on them is you start thinking about life differently and you, the questions come out. The more you do, it's like practice. And the more you write questions and the more you write answers to those and the more about gratitude, it just, it flows easier. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's a set system. No, I don't think there is. There is. But just doing it. Exactly. That's 90% that, of yeah. it. Just yeah. whether it's two minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, whether it's the end of the day or the first of the day, some people do that. And I think couple that with meditation oh, man. Is, can be significant. Yeah, it's huge. Meditation is a big deal. Um, I really enjoy my meditation time for sure. Uh, how I like to uh, gratitude journal or write my gratitude down is... Because I, I feel like I'm going through this change, and and I like to, I like to focus on what changes I like to see in myself, as well as like what I appreciate about, about myself, and I feel like that really helps me because I'm in, I was, and I'm still in this 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 state of a little bit of a low self esteem. I, I I'm worried about how other people look at me quite a bit, and that's that's another thing that gratitude helps me with, as far as like forgetting that whole thing, and and what do I want for myself? So I really when I write gratitude journal, I like to focus on writing out things that I want to build in myself that I'm grateful for, and then I start to see those things. You know, I'll, I'll write down I, my first sentence every day is I am grateful for me every day and then uh my second one is i'm grateful for my confidence and then my third one is i'm grateful for my charisma and then from there i start gratituding into my vision what i see for my future i'm grateful i'm so happy and grateful now that i have this and I, I picked that up from bob proctor and if you guys don't know who bob proctor is he's got a bunch of videos on youtube listen to him watch those videos he is absolutely amazing you don't have to do everything he says you know but i suggest that you follow him quite a bit i some of the things he talks about i'm not too hot on but some of the other stuff like the the grat the way he tells people to to do gratitude and i'm so happy and grateful now that I have a podcast is another, you know, another one of my sentences that, and that puts what I want for my future into the now, right? And it puts it into the now into my subconscious. And the more I, the more I write that down and the more I focus on that and, and write that as my gratitude every day, the more I feel it and the more I, I'm driven to pursue this. And, and so it's one of those things where that is really big for me. And then, of course, I'll, I'm grateful. I'm like, I'm grateful for my family, 100%, and my support network. Uh, excuse my alarm. I'm so grateful for Larry. And, you know, so whenever you get that accountability partner, be grateful for them. 
because that's going to be one of those things that'll really bring in being positive towards that person rather than be like, okay, now I have to report to Larry that I didn't do anything today. It takes a little bit of the fear away if you don't do that kind of stuff too, right? But at the same time, still hold that respect for that accountability partner. It's, it's, it's really huge. And then writing what you're grateful for and internalizing it, like bringing it into who you are and being, and being truly grateful for that thing rather than just going through the motions, really feel it, put emotion behind it. Right. Cause if you want something to be soaked into your subconscious or soaked into your being as you are as a person, the number one way to do that is to, to attach feeling to it. And I, and that's, a, that's another, Larry has talked to me about, to, about that before, but it really got put together when I was listening to Bob Proctor. I was going to make a point here. Yeah. What I really appreciate is how you start off with your gratitude. I think the fact that you're talking about some positive attributes about yourself, I think we're so critical of ourselves. Oh, hardcore. Oh, my yeah. God. We beat ourselves up worse than anybody else does. Yeah, yeah. And I think we need to be a lot more loving to ourselves. Oh, yes, very and much so. I, and I really like the fact that you emphasize the, the things about what you want, that you're grateful for about yourself. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah. I, that is an awesome way to start out your journal. Because that resets your mind that you're thinking, hey, I'm okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You yeah, know? It really does. And yeah. where in the world today, it's it's all about what... You know, it's a lot of negativity. Oh, yeah. And in my whole life, I've been in this kind of like a, for lack of a better term, like almost like a criminal mindset. This will get blood out more and more as we go along. But I've been, I've been a criminal. I've, I've gone to jail. I've been, I was, you know, at one point in time facing nine months in jail. And it turned into 18 uh, 18 months of house arrest because I, I had pled with the with the judge that, you know I can't lose my job and then I don't I, I don't want that life reset that nine months is going to cost me as far as being in jail for that amount of time so I'm grateful that I'm not the person that I used to be <laughs> because oh man I've been down that road then that's where I want to connect with my audience it's like like guys I have been down the road of bleakness i've been to that where it's like where is my life going like i have two paths to take and i can either keep going and doing what i'm doing every day or i can find something healthy it all started with the getting the job at the bike shop was where my major change happened because it introduced me to a lot of healthy people and then i started looking at these healthy people and i was like what do they do and, and how can I get to be like that? And so that was a big change for me. So we, we chase this dream of wanting money and, and all this, everything that's glorious. But I started, I started working at the bike shop for $8 an hour. And before I got that job, I was making 27 an hour as a, as an automotive technician, which isn't bad pay. And then I've left the, you know, I, I've left the bike shop to go back to be an automotive technician. I was making upwards of like right under a hundred grand a year as a, as an automotive technician. But I always felt myself wanting to get back to a healthier place and not worrying so much about making the dream money. 
We all dream about making good money, right? Everybody does. But we got to figure out what we can, where we can be happy too. I've been there. That's why I want our audience to know that it's like, if you're looking at a bleak life outlook, there's, you might have to take some sacrifice as far as making less money and struggling a little bit more, but it's worth it in the end. I'm grateful that I took that step and was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll work at, at the bike shop for eight bucks an hour because it's going to get me one into something that I love to do. I love riding bikes. It's going to get me into being in a healthier community of, pe you know, dealing with healthier people. Let's get back on subject a little bit more. So there's this book, it's called the, oh shoot, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. It was the book that inspired The Secret. And if you're not familiar with The Secret, it's, it's basically how you can get what you want from the universe by changing your mindset and vibrating at a different level and all that kind of stuff. But chapter seven, and I think it's the first or second sentence of chapter seven, and it's the entire process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, and that word is gratitude. I really enjoy that, that sentence because we're getting to, you know, what's, well, I'll ask you in a sec, Larry, but just by changing one thing about us and it's changing our gratitude and how we look at gratitude that can change your whole mental state and then um, so what do you what do you think about that sentence Larry? I think I think you're right Nick I think uh, cultivating an attitude of gratitude not only appreciating that what gratitude can do, but expressing it, and also expressing the appreciation of what other people do. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you had an incident where you texted a message to someone, and it yeah. had a huge impact on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which we brought up in the last episode, <laughs> my, my friend Mike uh, made a huge impact, and actually, you get to see that. I... Uh, Again, my mom is a big support for me, which is huge. But at the same time, I told her about doing that. And so she she has started doing that in her life and, and started seeing the positive aspects of that. So paying gratitude forward to someone. And, it, and it's not just saying thank you to someone. It's like, I appreciate what you do in my life and what you're there for. And giving that to them is really big because you get to see not only is it like a, you know, blows them away a lot of the time because not a whole lot of people receive that. But two, you as a person who sends that out, will see an immediate response from them. It's like, wow, you know, thank you for being thankful or, you know, it'll lift their mood up. It's like I said, Mike came in and it lifted his it, he, his mood was lifted from me just throwing that at him and and you can get that it doesn't have to be somebody you're even close to it can be somebody that you cross paths with on the street you can just look at them and say hey thank you for thank you for giving me my food i really appreciate the work that you did it can be the server you know i have this friend that i'm talking to and and we uh 
and I had, I had texted them. I was like, listen, I just want you to know, thank you for being a good friend to me and being there for me in my time of support. You know, whenever I need a little bit of support, you're there to support me and you're there for me to reflect things off of. And you're an awesome person. And I want to thank you for doing that. And their response was, was like, wow, I've never gotten that before. Not only is it a huge compliment, but at the same time, like that, it blows me away and and you're welcome and hopefully they take that and they pay it forward to somebody else that paying the gratitude forward is really big for sure it's something that is very rewarding to see in, in life is being able to pay that forward to somebody because you you i mean larry you know you see the immediate response from it almost it's a it's immediate and and you can see how this word gratitude can can be so huge to someone else and it's huge but real quick before we go i want to i want to get retouch on the subject cuz a lot of people feel like they're practicing gratitude and i believe this really strongly i feel like and it excuse the noise that we have going on in the background we don't have a studio yet and the the parking lot's getting resealed right now, so let's, I'll try to get that noise to go away whenever I edit the, the, the podcast, but just in case I don't, please excuse the noise that's going on. I want to reiterate how, how important is journaling gratitude. A lot of people say, well, I'm grateful every day. I wake up and I'm grateful, and it's like, okay, but we have a lot of this negative subconscious and, and just saying, our conscious just saying it is not strong enough to override what our subconscious really thinks, right? So, Larry, how important is journaling gratitude? Writing it down, like the actual action of writing it down. What do they say, where the rubber hits the pavement? Yeah. What's that saying? Yeah, where the, where the rubber hits the road, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. Road. That's, that means that you're serious about it. You're committed about it. Yeah. And I think... It, people will find as they write it, it would be more effective than if they just express it internally. Yeah. But if they write it down, I think it'll change their thought process. It'll have a more profound effect. I guess that's the word. Yes, yeah. And I think coupled with writing it down, I also think if they add the pay it forward feature, if I call it, then that just accelerates it. Pay, pay it forward is... I sent a text to someone like Nick and say, Nick, I want to tell you how much I really appreciate the way you did this the other day. Yeah. It really meant a lot. Yeah. That's a pay it forward. Yeah. So I think react to my acts of kindness towards others mm -hmm. and cultivating gratitude through journaling. Those two things will have a serious profound effect. And if you have a accountability partner that works with you, yeah, that'll be help it even better. Yeah. And, and, like I said, once we get our community going and, and this is something that I'm not doing as just a, uh, uh, you know, an every other day thing. This is something that I'm, I'm making my, my career. Uh, we're going to have, we'll, we'll give you guys accountability partners. That's no joke. You'll have them. And, and at the same time, if you, if you need one right now, like we had mentioned before, Definitely get on them their Miracle Morning because I know they have a line of accountability partners there, and 
and build the main thing is, is build a lot of respect for that accountability partner that you have because that's huge but two um there's there's sources for you without just this podcast there's there's definitely sources for you to to find that whether it be in your community if you have a church that you go to you have a group that you meet with you know that's a big thing you know maybe you need to meet a 12-step group or maybe you need to meet with a you know a trauma support group or something like that there there's groups out there where you can go find your accountability partners and and I'll have some more of those resources for you guys in the next episode I'll, I'll look up a bunch of resources that you that you should be able to find within your community if there's somebody who you come across with every day who who you look at as a person that like I want to emulate them not imitate but emulate I want to be like this person that's what I did with Larry I was like I want to be like Larry so let me reach out to Larry and see if he wants to help me with this and you know this this trouble I'm going through in my life and and then he's like well I want to be your accountability partner is what he threw out to me. So I got really lucky and I'm super grateful for that, Larry. Uh, it, it makes me really emotional. It's very happy. But at the same time, if you have that person in your life that you emulate, you look at like, hey, I want to be like this person. Ask them. For real. That is, it is get over the fear of what, oh, they're going to judge me, get over that. Because if they're truly a good person and you really want to emulate who they are, they're not going to judge you. You're going to say, yes, I want to help you. Because that's what it boils down to is everybody needs to really just start helping each other. And I know everyone listening, I know you have one person in your life that you look at and you're like, I want to be like them. Or they have it going on. What what is it going to take for me to get like that? Talk to them, and and then don't don't let it be to where it's like me, where I hit this proverbial wall in my life, where it's like, okay, what is going on? You know, my life is is way off track. Beat that. Beat that hole wall get on top of it do it now before you you have that life-altering change or that life-altering circumstance that makes you start to look inside yourself you know look inside yourself now before it gets too late and then you have to be looking at this at as you're 40 years old like me start looking at it in your 20s in your 30s in your in your teens look at it right now because the path is never too late to change, even at 40 or even at 50, you know, it doesn't matter the age that you're at is you can change. And the first step to a lot of this change, especially what I've, with what I've experienced and was, was reaching out to Larry, but that very second step was the gratitude that if I would have just done that on my own, you know, like, cause I knew it was there. But did I want to do it? No, I had to have that accountability partner to be all like, okay, I need to be held to this. Um, so that's big. It's a big deal. And 
I know you guys have, we've uh, we've talked enough for this this episode, but it's out there for you, and and that gratitude is it can be found. Anything else you want to add, Larry, before we sign off? No, I'm just grateful I had a chance to do this podcast with you. And I'm, <laughs> me too. I'm, and I'm grateful that you're trying to make a difference in the lives of others. Yeah, yeah, me too. I really am. It's uh, it's a big deal, and and we'll keep plugging at it and get it get it to where we're hopefully doing making some impact, whether it be just one percent, right? One percent a day. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I'm Nick. I'm Larry. And this is the LTL Show. Thank you guys for listening. What you can expect from the next episode. Larry and I discuss some support groups to contact to acquire an accountability partner, or an action partner as Larry likes to call it, as well as support groups that can also act as an accountability network. I'll discuss some books that have helped me immensely. From there, we talk about our main subject, trauma, and how to not carry your trauma on your back, and how to use gratitude to move forward from it. Larry and I greatly appreciate you, and thank you for listening.